Welcome to New England Hockey Journal's RinkWise Podcast, the podcast for serious hockey players and their supporters to help further their development and navigate their way throughout their hockey careers. And now, here is your host, New England Hockey Journal's Kirk Ludicky. Welcome to another edition of the New England Hockey Journal RinkWise podcast. I'm your host, Kirk Ludicky, and we're thrilled to have you here with us today. I have a special guest for you and Northeastern University Captain Jordan Harris. Before we get to the interview, though, I want to remind you to go to hockeyjournal.com to access all of our exclusive content, become members where you can read and see the many, many stories we have on New England hockey at all levels and not just the New England region, but really hockey is a national and a global sport. And so we're covering a lot more than we've ever done college previews and uh, Boston Bruins prospects and preps and you name it, midget AAA hockey. Uh, so lot to, lot to offer you. And uh, so we would invite you to subscribe. Don't forget our September, October edition of new england hockey journal is on the streets and you can subscribe to our print magazine and uh get that delivered to your home or get the digital version with your subscription and so without further ado though let's bring you in with the uh, conversation with northeastern university's jordan harris Jordan, welcome to the New England Hockey Journal RinkWise podcast. How's everything going for you on campus these days? Thank you. Um, it's good. It's exciting. We start up in, I think, about a week and a half now for our season. So everyone's really juiced, and it's good to see a lot of people around campus and, and some normalcy again. Right. I mean, I was I was there for your first practice at, at Matthews Arena and you guys were really going through it and getting after it. And it was nice to kind of walk around the campus and see students again. I mean, does that really kind of remind you that maybe we take things for granted sometimes, you know, with the COVID and the way things were last year with the restrictions? And now that you see people kind of returning to some normalcy, how's that uh, how's that going on from your perspective? Yeah, for sure. And and I think honestly, we take for granted a lot of things like. I mean, last year when, when COVID broke out, it was like going to the grocery store was like you were unsure of what was going to happen. And, and, you know, jobs are affected. And the fact that we were able to play a season last year was, I mean, we were totally grateful for that. And we were talking about it last night, just the fact that everyone came together to just make hockey work when like people were losing their jobs and stuff. So um, it, it's really good to be back to some normal things. That's great. And it's, it's, it's rare for, for people to, to recognize that, but I, I salute you. That's, that's a great, a great outlook. So on that note, let's, uh, let's dive into this and we're going to, we're going to jump in the way back machine here and we're going to, we're going to have you go back and, and remember, uh, kind of recall some of the early teams, the minor programs you were involved with and talk about, you know, who were some of the coaches and, and people in your life that, that really got you going on hockey and, and inspired you to continue to, to play at, at the current level you're at? Perfect. Yeah. I love, love bringing back good memories. Yeah. So what, what, where did you start out in terms, I know you're from Haverhill. So, but what were the, what were the minor programs that you, you for, that, you know, taught you how to play and, and you started out with and who was coaching you back then? Yeah. So grew up in Haverhill, lived in the same house. 
Um, my dad grew up in Haverhill. We actually went to the same middle school um, and elementary school, actually. So, like, we had some of the same teachers. So, you know, Haverhill, born and raised. Um, I grew up, I first started skating at the Ice Center in Salem. I was maybe, like, four or five years old, you know, on the ice, like a lot of other players, as soon as possible. Um, and then I played in the Cyclones organization with Scott Crowther there. Uh, played all positions, goalie, forward, defense. Like my mom's stories of like Scott would call her on a random Sunday night or something and be like, and be like, hey, like we need a goalie tonight. And my mom would yell like, hey, George, like you want to play goalie? I'd be like, sure. She'd pack up all my stuff and we go right to the rink. And, uh, and then I went to the Minimum Flames for I think six years there. Me and my brother were there in Marlboro. So making that trek all the way down 495 a few days a week. And and uh, and that was fantastic. And then I went to the Islanders after that for a couple of years before going to KUA. So wow. a few different local teams. Yeah. Um, I mean, my dad coached me all the way up. So he was a huge influence and, and fortunate to have a lot of other good coaches. Too. Goaltender. So you had some goalie coaching, at least uh, in those when you had to jump in, get get in the net, right? Exactly. Except <laughs> I wanted to be a goalie. I was like, Hey, like, I really want to do this. My dad was like, no shot. He's like, we're not, my brother's a goalie. He's like, no shot. We're not having another goalie. No, uh, no dual goalies in the family. Well, you, you've done no. pretty well. So you did the next best thing, I guess. And you played defense. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay. So, uh, let's talk about, um, you know, you're growing up, you're, you're, you're a Massachusetts guy and, uh, what were some of the NHL players you enjoyed watching when you were a kid growing up? I and mean, I'm going to, I, I assume you were, you were watching the Bruins, but that might be a bad assumption, but who were the players that you really looked at, looked upon as, as a kid that you enjoyed cheering for? And then, um, and then we'll follow up with, with maybe some players that you, you look to model your style after now as, as you're older and, and, and serious about progressing. Yeah. Um, I mean, for sure the Bruins, like, just how tough they were. And it was always on the TV, you know, just being a local kid and everything. And, um, but it was always the Bruins, like getting a chance to grow up and honestly skate with some of the guys that like I looked up to this summer. Like I got, I got a chance to skate with like Char this summer and, and Marshan and some of those guys. And I, and I was sitting there on the bench and, and I look over and we were having a conversation. I was like, I used to watch, like I grew up with you guys. And they were like, dude, you're making me feel old now. <laughs> but like, it was just crazy. And, and it's crazy how long those guys have been able to stay in the league. And, and But, yeah, for sure the Bruins. I like the Red Wings a lot just because of their uniforms when I was young. Um, and the Blackhawks. Like, I was a huge Duncan Keith fan. Um, so I'd probably say those three teams. The, the Red Wings and the Blackhawks, honestly, because I thought their jerseys were really good. Interesting. Yeah. They're, yeah. they're, they're, they're quite the rivals. So, uh, you know, there's, there's no, there's no mistaking the, uh, no love loss between those clubs. Okay. Jordan. So now that you're older and you're, you're, you're aspiring to be an NHL player and you're closer to it, uh, it's less about cheering more about watching NHL players because well, let's be, let's be honest. They're there, they're doing it right. So who are some of the NHL defensemen that you're, you're watching and, not comparing yourself to, but at least trying to model your playing style after. For sure. And like growing up is, is Duncan Keith, you know, number two, a lefty, 
mobile defenseman and a smart player. And, and, but seeing like the amount of talent coming in the league now, there's, I mean, you can learn so much from these guys. Like, Haskinen is one of the guys that, that I try to watch. I mean, hard defender, great skater, smart, savvy with the puck. Uh, I like watching Cam Fowler. I think he's incredibly intelligent. Uh, again, has made a nice career for himself. And um, a local guy, Matt Grizzlick, you know, I look up to him just because he, he's gone on a similar path, you know, four years at BU and, and you know, played a little bit in the minors with the Bs, but, it, you know, has stuck with them and organization and, and made his way into um, – he signed a nice little contract recently yeah. for himself. Top power know. play. Exactly. Char- yeah. Charlestown kid. Dad was on the Bull Gang. It's a great story. Yeah. Exactly. So uh, those three guys, and there are a few that I like to watch. You know, I try to pick up different aspects. Like, honestly, whoever. Like, these guys are so good. You can you can pick up stuff from, from any of the players playing in the NHL. But um, those three guys really stick out. So we, yeah, you and I talked to the summer, um, we did a, did a feature. And again, if you, if you haven't had a chance to, to, to check out the, the archives, be sure to uh, go into hockeyjournal.com and read uh, the feature we did on Jordan Harris in July. Uh, very, very informative. And we talked about your prep background at Kimball Union Academy, playing for a coach, uh, Tim Whitehead. Uh, just, I mean, just want to go back over that and, and talk about from your perspective, how, how important uh, playing prep hockey was to preparing you for, for what you've been able to accomplish and, and three years at Northeastern entering your fourth and se- senior season, your last year there. I feel like prep hockey honestly gets a bad rep sometimes. Like it's really, it really is good hockey, and and it's more than hockey though. It's it's the whole experience that has really helped me, and and you know, KUA in in specific is is three hundred thirty kids, let's say, and you know everything about everything about that school, like you can take advantage of whether it's a classroom, whether it's um, like the facilities. Like we were always in the gym, you know, lifted super hard, and and our schedule was tough but it made you, you know, a better person and athlete just because you had to be so dialed in all the time. You're busy, like kept out of trouble. There's no phone service of it at KUA. So, you know, it's all about sports and school and, and the relationships I was able to make. I mean, with the team with coach Whitehead, I mean, coach Whitehead uh, is being able to play for him is one of the best things that's I think happened to me in my hockey career because you know, he really understood like the development aspect of, of young hockey players. Like he wasn't trying to overmanage us or, or anything like that. Like he really let us play. And, I, and I'm super fortunate that like he allowed me to make mistakes. I mean, I was a 15, 16 year old kid. Like my game was nowhere near where it needed to be um, for college or pro or anything like that. Like I was a high school kid, but he allowed me to make mistakes and, and you know really encouraged me to um try to do new things but play the right way of hockey um and so I, i'm super grateful for that and, and he's a tremendous coach and um i met a lot of good people there play the right way now that's what the kids the younger players that are looking up to you just as you talked about looking up to the nhl guys right there's there's players that are listening to this podcast parents coaches so f- from your perspective 
and Coach Whitehead te- taught you to play the right way, taught your teammates. KUA has a great legacy of, of producing high-level hockey players, guys that have gone on to D1, been very successful, NHL. Uh, what is playing the right way? What are some of the things that, that you learned there that, that absolutely translated to what you've been able to accomplish in Hockey East? Yeah, so it's just making sure, like, like we would watch video a couple of days a week, and he pointed out, you know, a lot of good things that we were doing, but they were kind of like those non-negotiables that we had, whether it's, you know, the fours had a backtrack, um, like the third man high, and the fours, as soon as the puck turns over, you know, it's three hard steps back for the fours, or, or for defensemen, you know, it's it's making sure you're defending hard and quick and constantly communicating and and, you know, like as a player, you're going to make mistakes and you're going to try new things. But the thing with Whitehead that really stuck out was like when it comes to playing the right way, it was like, OK, you're going to do this, but you're going to be a good teammate and you're going to play hard. And if you're going to make mistakes, it's not because you're not trying hard or not competing or, um, you know, not having a team first mentality. It's because you know, you fumbled the puck or something like that, or, or I don't know, you were trying to make a play that would lead to a goal. So um, it's definitely those non-negotiables where, you know, you're going to play hard, you're going to play for your team. Um, you're not going to turn the puck over on the blue lines, you know, stuff like that. Like you're going to get pucks in and, and backtrack and play hard defense. Um, but you're also going to try to make plays. Uh, and that, that was really like beneficial. And another thing that was beneficial is you ended up in Dallas, Texas in uh, 2018. Uh, hot. I remember it was very hot there. <laughs> late, late <Game> June. <laughs> um, you're drafted by Montreal Canadiens, uh, one of the storied franchises in the NHL. You know, it's, you're, in, you're in a non-traditional NHL city for that, but can you give us just some some insights as to what that process was like for you and to, to go through that and, you know, maybe start with the lead up and, and the experiences you had engaging with the different, many different NHL teams that interviewed you beforehand and, and then just uh, what it was like to, to be a part of that and hear your name called. Yeah, it, it was honestly a, like one of the craziest years because going into it, I remember before that senior year started at school, we had a tournament, um, Cause you do like the split season, you know, for prep school, I played for the Eagles split right. season and then played prep school after. So we determined for the Eagles and, and they come up with all like the preseason draft rankings and central scouting does their, you know, pre-year expectations. They make their list and grade you A, B and C. And, and I honestly, like, you know, it's your draft year, right? So like you're gonna be like you know it'd be really cool to be drafted but you don't know where you're gonna fall or who has seen you before and and so preseason I think I was ranked a C player which means I think it's like four through seventh round um that's where they can see you falling in and there there are some things where like yeah we like Jordan's game you know he could be a late round draft pick and and everything like that and he's a good skater and, and has potential so like I didn't really have high expectations going into the year. I know I worked hard and had a good summer and, and everything like that. And, and I try to put myself in the best position, but it was more just like, Hey, I, I want to win this year and, and I want to have a good year personally and help my team however I can. And so, um, and then as the year went on, you know, 
you hear different things like, hey, the scout saw you or really likes your game or come up to you after the game or, or shoot your text like we'd like to interview you, um, whichever team it was. And, and as the year went on, like, like I remember I had a really good flood mark tournament. And after that, it was like, hey, like we see Jordan, you know, maybe going second, third, fourth round. And that was kind of shocking to like go through the year and see, you know, my draft rank rise and rise. And, and I played in the All-American game, too. That really helped um, my stock there. Um, but, you know, honestly, just try to focus on hockey and, and control whatever I could. And, and then, you know, I continue to rise through the draft. And then um, it was honestly just it was kind of surreal, you know, talking to these NHL teams when you're just a high school kid, like a prep school kid. And 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 just being able to like experience it fully. And, uh, and I was so nervous, like during the year, like you look up in the stands, you see GMs, you know, at a high school game. And um, it was my first time ever playing in front of people like that. So then um, going to Columbine was really cool in the draft. I mean, it was, it was super special. Like I had an idea where I was going to go, um, but just having my family there and honestly, whichever team chose me, you know, I'd be super grateful, but Montreal was, um, Especially being a Boston kid, like I wasn't expecting that at all. Yeah. I knew we had a decent interview, and, and I knew it. some people in the organization had been to some games, but um, I never really expected Montreal. So to hear that was kind of a surprise. But I mean, the coolest thing ever to be able to have my family there and and be drafted to a team like Montreal, and and uh, just kind of have that whole year come together. I guess uh, was really cool. Did you have any Texas barbecue while you were down there? Yeah, we did. We went out um, with my advisors to like a good Texas barbecue place. It was really good. That's definitely one of the many things Texas is known for. Just a you know a great experience overall. Have you had any chance to do the prospects development camps with the Montreal at all um, since you were drafted? Yeah, I've been to two of them um, just because of COVID and everything. So. Uh, but it was really cool. Like a bunch of fans came out um, and the facilities, I mean, are top notch and, and getting to meet everyone in the organization was, was uh, a blast. Like it, it was a lot of fun. Right. So after the draft, you certainly could have played junior hockey. You were, I remember you telling me you were willing to, but Northeastern said, no, come on, come on in. And um, it's, it's a rarity these days. I mean, the landscape has changed. I mean, it used to be, it was pretty standard. You played, prep school and especially in this area you played prep school and then you typically went into school right away but these days a lot of the schools would like to see players get junior experience um so overall i mean it just goes to show you that your path is your path right and 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 as a player you don't want to look at what too many other people are doing uh and 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 expect that but at the same time from your perspective Jordan, what are you think were some of the keys uh, to your preparation and your experiences in prep that allowed you to to come in right away and 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 have a, a big role right away and, and and not have to? I mean, I'm sure there were growing pains for you and ups and downs, but you've you've really been a pretty consistent and you've built on every season. You know, you've 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 gotten better and better. What do you think was 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 key to that? Yeah, I mean, it's not like I came in, it, it tore it up by any means. Like, it was a tough adjustment um, going from prep school to college. And, you know, props to, and I'm totally grateful for my coaches for allowing me to, you know, grow into that. 
And again, kind of like Whitehead, you know, make mistakes and still be thrown out on the ice. And it's like, okay, you're going to make mistakes, but you're going to learn from this. And it's only going to help you grow. So um, really, really grateful for that aspect of my, my coaches here at Northeastern. And, um, but, you know, it's kind of like anything. You don't really know until you're thrown into the fire. Um, and, I, and I always pride myself on preparing, like working out hard. I've always, you know, taken a lot of pride in the gym, uh, you know, doing the extra work, especially, you know, once I've gone into my later years of high school and college, um, you know, doing the extra work, the stick and the shooting pucks, um, the video work. Uh, and that's helped me a lot, honestly. And, and uh, so everything like that. And, and but it really was just like, hey, you're going to figure this out along the way and, and we'll see what happens from there. And, and Thankfully, it's worked out here. New England Hockey Journal's RinkWise podcast will return after this message. Catch the Sacred Heart University Pioneers on the ice this season. The Pioneers Division I men and women's hockey programs will not disappoint. Season ticket packages and individual tickets are on sale now at sacredheartpioneers.com. And opening in 2023, Sacred Heart University's Martiri Family Arena, a brand new 122,000 square foot premier skating facility in Fairfield, Connecticut. Learn more at sacredheartpioneers.com. If you love college hockey and want an inside look at the game, get a copy of the book, Great Game, D1 College Hockey, People, Places, Perspectives. From the emotions of Frozen Fours to the atmosphere and classic venues, Bruce Haas has captured the passion that people have for the college game through interviews with players, coaches, officials, and fans. No other book captures the spirit of college hockey like this does. Great Game makes a great gift for the holidays for a college hockey fan. Score your copy of Great Game today on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Atascabooks.com, or at your local bookstore. Are you serious about playing your sport in college? Do you need a flexible education that allows you to maintain your practice and competition schedules while also preparing you to succeed at the next level? You should check out the University of Nebraska High School. UNHS is accredited and offers more than 100 online courses, including NCAA-approved courses to protect your academic eligibility. Students could earn a UNHS diploma or take a single course for transfer credit. Courses are college prep, self-paced, and available 24-7, 365. Enroll anytime and take up to a year to complete a course. Visit highschool.nebraska.edu today. Well, um, and that's the thing, right? You talked about preparation, the importance of preparation. And, and when we talked over the summer, I remember you telling me, Jordan, that, that that was one of the biggest adjustments you made, you had to make from college. And that is in terms of how you prepare during the week, in terms of the way the structure is and, and, and the way you guys practice, and then you study, and then you, you develop, you know, make sure your systems are straight. Talk, talk to the, the listeners about that adjustment in terms of how eye-opening it was in terms of the detail-oriented approach that has to happen at the higher levels to be successful. Yeah, and I never really understood that until you got to college. And, like, when you're in high school, it's like, oh, this team has a few D1 commits. Like, they're legit high school. You get to college, and it's like, 
oh, like all these guys were recruited and, and a lot of them were given scholarship money to, to come to school and, and play hockey. And so it's definitely more of a, of a professional atmosphere. And it kind of opened my eyes to can't just hop on the ice anymore and just, I mean, maybe some guys can. I'm jealous of those guys who can, but and just wheel around and just come to them and, and take it on the fly. Like, no, like you're going to prepare, you're going to watch video, you're going to make sure your body's right for the weekend and ready to go. And, you know, all that stuff, it's, it's really, you know, showing me how important it is and, and how little those differences are, like between the good players and the great players and from college to pro, you know, it even gets that much smaller. So any edge you can get, any little like advantage, um, you can get along the way is, is it's only going to make you a better player and, and give you more success. Going back to when you first got to Northeastern, who are some of the, who are some of the upperclassmen, the coaches who really helped you with your transition and helping you feel comfortable as you adjusted to the, to the high demands of being a, a student athlete at Northeastern? That's a good question. I mean, honestly, one of the guys that I really I mean, looked up to when I got here was Davies, uh, Jeremy Davies, who I played with a lot. Honestly, we were we were partners for a lot of the time here um, and we were roommates on the road. So I got to see, you know, and, and he was like he was an All-American the year before I came in. So and he's an awesome offensive defenseman, you know, lefty, uh, creative with the puck, you know, good feet. Um, and there were a lot of things of his game that. I was like, hey, I want to be at this level when I'm his age um, in a year or two. So, um, and I got to see his preparation and, and what made him tick and what made him successful at the college level. And there was a lot of things that I picked up from him, whether it's just, you know, his schedule, some of the extra work he put in, um, just the way, you know, he read the ice, little fakes, little hesitations. And, and you know, and he helped me a lot just picking up, you know, some of our breakouts or, you know, some of the offensive schemes that we like to run and, and just giving little tips here and there. Um, and so that really did help me a lot. And he's, I mean, I'm still in contact to, with him today and, and, and he's doing great. So uh, really happy for him in, in Nashville. And, um, and then the coaches, I mean, just explaining, and we do a lot of time working on our systems and our structure and, and our special teams and, um, you know, and Coach Keith is fantastic with that. And, and you know, while we're going through a certain thing, Matt again will come up to me and be like, hey, like, you get this, is everything good? And talk with me through that. So, and then Coach McLaughlin and, and uh, Coach Smith, who was here my freshman year, really helped out a lot. So, honestly, it, it was a team effort, but, um, and we had great leadership in the room, you know, Eric Williams was our captain, Ryan Shea on defense also. Um and I honestly just try to pick up everything that I could. So um, it, we had a really good core and, and a lot of those guys have gone on to have great success where they've gone and trying to soak it all in, you know? Right. And so, you know, pay it forward, right? You're the captain now. So you have an opportunity to instill those, those great examples that were set for you. Just curious about your thoughts on the team. How's it all coming together? How, do, how does your group look? And, and, and from your perspective as a, as a leader and you know, one of the, the key members of the leadership group. Uh, what are you thinking? How, how's it coming together for you? Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> it's weird being like the old guy in the room, you know, you're at the back of the bus now and 
and uh and all that stuff you get to eat first and the meals it's pretty sweet but it's been great the talent that we bring in every year just seems to get you know that much quicker that much more skilled or or that much more a little hockey intelligence so um they're picking up things i mean on the fly and props to them for coming in you know we've been super busy with all the different you know like team activities that we're doing whether it's dinners or um athletic events and so you know they've had a tough schedule and, and they've been picking up things great and and I really do like our group this year like it's very collective and and we didn't get a lot of chance to to spend time as a group last year just because you know we couldn't be in the dorms together as a team or you know we couldn't get dressed in the same locker room during the week so uh, really happy to have you know more time as a group and I and I think it's helped our team so far and we really do have a good group and I'm excited. Is that doghouse going to be barking or what? I hope so. I, I've already heard some some people saying that they'll be there October second, <laughs> and um, hopefully it's jumping. Yeah, I'm sure it will be. It's a it's an unbelievable building just in terms of the history and and how loud it can be there. And and that that's the thing. I mean, what you went through last year was yes, you played a season and 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 you guys got better as players. But one of the things Coach Keith was telling me when I talked to him after your guys's practice last week was that you you pay, you guys paid the price because you really feed off of the energy that the crowd brings there's something to be said about this is why we have home and away games and so um how excited are you guys as a group to be able to play in front of fans now and, and knowing that you know may not it may take a while maybe to get back to to, to pre-covid levels but that uh, you're finally going to be playing for for people and, and be able to get that just that that raucous crowd back in uh, math going in Matthews arena. Exactly. And, and we always like to say, like we joke around, but it's, it's been kind of true. It's like, we don't lose at home, you know, because of how great our fans are. You know, we have the band in the top corner and the fans and all the parents sitting around and, and it's, it's a really fun atmosphere. And it does like, it really does make a difference. Like last year you'd score, and then you hear crickets, like you'd hear nothing. And it was just eerie. Like we were talking about the other day, it was just so odd. And it and it takes away a huge aspect of, of college athletics. So um, everyone's so excited to, to have that back. And we'll see what the levels are of attendance, but it's, it's going to be a blast. And we're all looking forward to it. And the sophomores now didn't get that last year. So it'll be like their first experience of, of seeing that and, and experiencing it so um we'll see how it goes so a lot of new faces and you know what's interesting is you have you have some of these because of the rules that were were changed or adjusted uh, you've got guys like tommy miller and uh and you know yakov novak coming in um experienced guys i mean grad transfer senior coming right in uh, what are your impressions on how those guys have looked in the early going and how they've integrated in with the team and the group and the culture? Um, I mean, seamlessly, you know, I'll start with, with Yakov, you know, he's, he's a bigger player and I played against him in prep school. Actually, he was at New Hampton. Uh, and so I've known him for a while and, um, you know, Yakov will bring a, a huge dimension to our team. Just being an older guy, you know, a stronger guy, he's got a little more weight to him, a little more speed. You know, he scored goals at the college level and, and a good amount of, them. um, and so he'll bring, you know, 
with some of that speed, some of that toughness, but also that goal scoring ability. Um, and then Tommy Miller, you know, was captain at Michigan State. And just to have that experience, you know, it's invaluable just to have those older guys who have won games at the college level and seen it all and, and been through tough games and played a lot of minutes. And, um, and I've had a chance to, I mean, practice with Tommy. We've been partnered up in practice and, and he makes a lot of plays. Yeah. Like you can tell he's, he's a senior or fifth year in college and, and, and has had all those experience at the top level. So, and then we also have Evan fear competing every day coming from Quinnipiac. And so um, he's been a great kid and they've all been, I mean, great additions, you know, voice their opinions and everything, you know, you can tell they just want to help the team however they can. And, and they've been fantastic. Awesome. Now the acoustics are certainly working at uh, Matthews. You guys are hammering pucks. And yeah, again, exactly. I just want to reiterate, you're joining us here for the podcast when you're going to get on the ice uh, after and join your teammates. So we really appreciate that. Just a couple, few more questions and we'll get you out of here. Um, but, but again, we've really appreciated you being a part of the Rinkwise podcast. Um, got some, got some freshmen, some, some newcomers that are on the young side. Uh, you know, whether we're talking Jack Hughes, whether we're talking, um, I guess uh, we could be talking Ryan San Louis, you know, guys like that. Even Devin Levi, who who was here but didn't play. Like, how are the younger guys who haven't had any college experience to date uh, fitting in and, and, and adjusting and and preparing themselves to face, you know, to make that jump? I don't know if we, if we're not mean enough to them or they've just been super great at transitioning to college, but they look, I mean, cool, calm and collected. And, you know, it's been really cool to see like them making plays and, you know, making fakes and hesitating and stuff that like my freshman year, I was pretty nervous, like coming in, like it was super fast paced. Guys were hard on pucks and, uh, it's it's kind of overwhelming going from prep school right into college and you have grown men you're playing against and and these guys have been you know rock solid and nothing seems to phase them in practice um or in the weight room or anything like that and and you know they'll be a huge part of our team you know guys like Riscova and Chupani um St. Louis like you said Hughes um even guys who didn't play last year like Levi like they'll be part of that core of our team and um and they look great out there like they're competing hard they're you know working well with the systems and 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 I mean you can tell like they're already bought in and they want to help the team so um it's been great to watch them over the past couple weeks okay so looking back on it you're a senior captain high expectations uh what what uh what do you what do you think about the challenge. Who do, who do you think are some of the teams that are going to propose a, a challenge for you this year? Who are the teams that you're really looking forward to playing? Because we all know good competition creates great hockey players. You know, the better the competition, the better you are. No one wants to just go in and, and have non-competitive games. So who are those teams as you look around at the changes that have been made and the, the players that have transferred or the guys that are, you know, going to be taking on bigger roles because they're older, uh, who you really genuinely see is, is going to be real real challenges for you guys uh in the conference this year honestly yeah anyone in hockey is um i you thought get, you might say that okay go ahead yeah <laughs> anyone in hockey is, you know they, they teams if they have a good night can win i mean easily win a game 
Um, and it's a deep league and there's a lot of talent. I mean, we owe a couple teams, you know, lost to Amherst last year. Um, still think about that pretty much every day. And, um, you know, you always get out for BU and BC and, and we'll be playing Harvard this year, which will be really cool regular season. And, um, but I mean, anyone in hockey school will play you hard and give you great competition and, and make a game out of it. So, um, every game we're going to prepare the same way. And, you know, go into the week and, and play our best when we get to that time. But, yeah, we definitely owe a couple of teams. Yeah. Okay. So as we start to wrap up here, uh, looking back on it, what would you, uh, what would the advice, and this is, this is more of a question for the younger players at lower levels uh, that are listening to this and they're, they're listening to what you've said. And it's hard for them to wrap their head around, oh, my gosh, you know, he's, he's a senior, you know, in college, you know, so – Go back to when you were younger. You know, what would the advice that, given what you've learned, uh, given what you and you still have a lot, a long way to go. I mean, you're you're still a young developing player too. But where you are right now, um, what advice would you give the younger Jordan Harris? Let's say the pre-prep school Jordan Harris in terms of things that you wish you had known about, and and if if you could do again, what advice would you give yourself to give you that much more of an edge? There's a lot. I mean. It's crazy that, like, when you're young, you think you know it all. Like, you think, like, I got this. Like, I played well. And, and like, you think, like, oh, like, my game's training the right way. And then each year you're like, wow, I continue to add this to my game. Or, wow, I, I wish I knew this back. So, um, there's so much, Kirk, that, like, I've learned over the years. And, and obviously, I'm still trying to grow as a player. Like, I'm not nearly at the level where I want to be um down the road but um just really continue to work hard I mean the things that you might worry about late at night or it's like hey we got a game tomorrow or this person's going to be at this game or it's 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 more like as long as you work hard like things will things will figure itself out it's things really do have a funny way of of ending up you know say say you've been working hard and you had a great summer, like, like things will work out that season. And, and as long as you just put your head down and continue to learn, you know, be open to everything. Um, you know, there really are people out there who are trying to help you and want the best for you and, and really be open-minded to that because um, like there's some very smart hockey people out there and, and you can learn from anyone and, and the best players in the world, you know, are constantly open-minded and, and working their tail off every day and, and looking to get better. But um, I, I'd say the biggest thing is is take care of the stuff off the ice, you know, fail in the summer, you know, like push yourself to limit because you'd rather make mistakes in the summer and make mistakes shooting pucks off the ice than when it comes game time than make mistakes then. Um, but yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Okay, fantastic. Well, you know what time it is? It is time for the rapid fire round. We're going to do one last bit of thing. We're going to put you on the spot, put you in the hot seat, but hey, you're you you can handle it. You've got you've got broad shoulders, you've got all that experience. So, uh what do you say? Are you ready for the rapid fire round, Jordan? Yes, sir. All right. It's time for rapid fire. First question, outside of hockey, what is your favorite professional sports team? Mm, 
I'd probably say Celtics. I like watching basketball. All right. Who is the toughest forward you've had to defend at any level so far? That's a tough one. Probably Oliver Wallstrom when we were young. He was pretty good back then. Oliver Wallstrom, not too bad. Not too bad. What teammate of yours is the most superstitious? Well, that's Levi, for sure. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Who do you think is the best defenseman in the NHL right now? Kellen McCarr. What goalie do you least want to go against on a penalty shot? Definitely Levi. He's pretty good. Batman or Spider-Man? Spider-Man. Netflix or Hulu? Netflix, definitely. Non-hockey athlete you most respect? LeBron James. What is your go-to pregame song? I say March Madness by Future. Jordan, you knocked it out of the park. I want to thank you again for your time. It's time for you to get back on the ice, join your teammates, and keep getting better. I want to wish you well this season. Good luck. Appreciate all the support, and uh, really appreciate uh, having you on today. Thanks, Kurt. It was a blast. Thank you very much. All right. Well, for uh, New England Hockey Journal's Rinkwise podcast and Northeastern Captain Jordan Harris, this is Kirk Ludicky, and we will see you next time at the rink. Thanks for listening to New England Hockey Journal's Rinkwise podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and other podcast platforms. Follow us on Twitter at NE Hockey Journal, on Instagram and Facebook at New England Hockey Journal, and subscribe to New England Hockey Journal online at hockeyjournal.com. New England Hockey Journal's Rinkwise is a Siemens Media Podcast.